Welcome back to Double Minor Podcast. Ryan Drury and Brock Byer. Bizey, how you doing, buddy? Uh, you in vacation? Yeah, up in Muskoka's. I'm probably doing better than you, though, because the Caps are down 3 nothing. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> let's dive right into it. Our second episode back after the long quarantine layoff. And um, if you missed last week's episode, we, we dove into the Leafs and another disappointing loss um, and then kind of gave our series predictions um, on, on all the playoff series. And, you know, I, I came in pretty confident in my capitals. I guess we'll start there uh, so I can just get this horse shit out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, I now I knew coming in it was going to be a battle. I have nothing but respect and love for Barry Trotz. I think it was a fucking joke that our team let him go. Everybody knows that. Uh, he's the greatest coach in franchise history. And uh, they let him walk, and the Islander laughing now because he's got that team playing exactly the same way the Caps were when we won the Cup. Uh, he he might be the best coach in the league. Um, it's incredible. Yeah, like, you know, there's plenty of arguments, uh, you know, Cassidy, Torts, there, there's lots of good coaches in this league, and that's a good thing. Unfortunately, one of those coaches isn't behind the Capitals bench. Now, I think Todd Reardon is a good assistant coach. He proved it. He was on the bench when we won the Cup, and uh, he, he was supposed to be, you know, the next up-and-coming guy. Um I don't know if it's fair necessarily to blame all of this on Todd, but I'll just say that I have not liked what I've seen the last two seasons, including this one, since he took over for Barry. Um, I thought last year was a fucking embarrassing showing. Um, I thought last year was bad, and we went to seven with Carolina. A good hockey team. A good hockey team. Very good. And but, they're proving it now. They're up to nothing on, on Bruins, which we will get into the Tuglaras scenario. That's bullshit, if you ask me. We will get into that, yeah. But, um, yeah, we lose to the Canes in double overtime in Game 7. Um, I thought, you know, it, it's... It's unfair, and I think he should be fired. And and you know what? I think Todd's a great guy. Um, his you know, and and it's unfortunate. It's never. It's like it's not fun. I don't relish in calling for people's jobs, but that is part of the business. It's a hard business. Hundred and, and it's a results business and the results speak for themselves. And I feel bad because Todd is a good guy. His son has an extremely rare sickness. Uh, the NBC guys in Washington did a piece on it. Um, he, he's got like a super weak immune system. Um, like Todd's got a lot going on. I think he is a good coach. I just don't know that he was ready to be a head coach. And again, you can't blame all this on him. Our coaching staff is is it, they're just bad. I think personally they've shown they're the worst coaching staff among all the playoff teams. The the decline that I have seen. And and for people going, "Oh, you know, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not an expert. I'm a super fan. Uh, I get it. But I have a bit of expertise. I watch every game. I've watched every Capitals game pretty much since I was like 10. I, I would say I've I've seen 90% of their games. This coaching staff is absolutely terrible. When you look this season, even the penalty kills really improved. We're not allowing any power play goals. Like that's a shock. But when you look at Blaine Forsyth and his power play unit, you can't have a power play ranked 17th in the NHL with guys Especially like Ovechkin, with all those superstars. Ovechkin, Backstrom, Kuznetsov. It, uh, Carlson, it's a joke. John Carlson just had a historic year for defensemen. Uh, like he was putting up numbers that haven't been seen since the early nineties. Power play seventeen. I regretted not taking him as my first defenseman. In my I fantasy. have. I have him, and he's great. You and, probably and, have the whole Washington Capitals roster on your fantasy. I don't. You can't do that. It, it, you'll lose your fantasy if you have too many guys from one team. You'll lose. Um, my point being. I have seen no improvement in this group. The decor is bad. They need help. I think we're watching Dmitry Orlov's last games as a Washington Capital. He makes way too much money for throwing one neat hip check every year and allowing like four goals against. 
Uh, it's it, it's a mess. I would like to bring Brendan Dillon back, and moving Orlov will allow us to do that. I'm really yeah. uh, I'm really excited about the two young guys that we have in the system, uh, Alexiev and Martin Fairvari, who played Game Three and he played really really well, but they barely played him. They kept throwing Orlov out there, and Fairvari was playing better than him. He almost led the team in hits. That plays into what I'm talking about about the coaching staff. They don't know how to make adjustments and there is no better coach in the NHL than Barry Trotz at making adjustments and making other teams play his game and the Islanders have done that full credit to them um we have really really missed Nicholas Backstrom and and that's a whole other thing but that's not an excuse Do do you think the like every time I watch the Capitals game I don't think they're getting up as much and what I mean oh. by that is, like, I don't see any demeanor out there. Like, I just, I feel no. like they're going through the motions. And now with, you know, game four, like, they're, they're on the verge of getting swept. And I think they will. I, I like. There's no man. Nicholas Backstrom. Like you said, your decor's relying on Brendan Dillon right now and John Carlson. Brendan Holpe's one of my favorite goaltenders of all time. He hasn't been the best. You know, um, you know, he I've been in his shoes before. game three. He, Game three, he was unbelievable. I'll give him that. But I, I've been in his shoes. You know, he he has this young goalie right behind him that he can't, you know, any mishaps, you know, the he's the young goalie Samsonov is gonna get the you know, he's gonna get the nod. He's gonna go. So um, you know, Brennan Hopey's dealing with a lot of pressure, but I just and you know, with Ovation, um the whole offense is relying on him to score goals and that can't happen. Kuznetsov, I think he needs to wake up. He can't be fucking bird selling. Like that just fires up the whole other team, right? So anyways, I uh I, I think um uh, my gut says uh, they're gonna get swept, but I, I hope they don't. Um but I just don't see any demeanor or any, you know, pizzazz out there. Like you, you know, Barry Trotz is definitely telling the New York Islanders, you know, listen, go flat out, go play for me, right? Um and Washington is just sitting back. You know, Islanders are taking it right to them, I think. Yeah, you're everything you said is correct. And what you just said there is another indictment on the coaching staff. You can't get these guys to play and take playoff hockey seriously. This is two years in a row now, and it's two years in a row where the team has taken a massive step backward. It Todd came into an impossible situation. When you come in and take over as head coach for a guy that literally just won the cup, there's no ceiling. Like you're, you're, there's no way you can do as good as the last guy. So that's tough. But to lose in the first round last year to a Hurricanes team, and by the way, numerous times they had a chance to eliminate them. And in game seven, they were up two nothing after the the fucking first period. That is a must win. And now they're. No one's scoring, like you just said. Ovechkin, Oshie, and Kuznetsov finally, after he bird-sallied the other day uh, uh, on the power play. I don't know why the kid doesn't shoot more. That snipe was ridiculous. They're the only players that have scored in three games. How is that possible? I don't know, dude. Yeah, you definitely need more. Like, we were talking, you know, how deep Washington is. And you need those deep players to come through when – you know, you lose a superstar like Nicholas Baxter. One more thing, and then we'll move on to you pick the next series. Um, one other thing that I want to say is, you know, we just kind of listed off some great coaches. And Barry Trotz is a great coach in the NHL. And the reason why he is, like Bruce Cassidy, they and Barry, or, uh, they get their team up when it counts the most yeah. playoffs is when they make their paycheck and, and that's they, why they're great coaches. John Tortorella is a phenomenal coach because he can upset the Tampa Bay lightning. He can upset the Toronto make beliefs. Yeah. You know, that's what makes them a great coach. They get the team together in the most crucial moments. Yeah, absolutely. And Washington, they get them to Washington, Washington can't just, you know, be a 107-point team every year in the regular season and not show up in the playoffs. I 
I completely agree. And and again, I, I just don't see how with some of the coaches that are now available uh, to hire, how you bring this staff back. I, I'm sorry. Like, again, I've been watching the Capitals for a very, very long time. And this is the most embarrassing end to a season since Adam Oates missed the playoffs in 2013, 2012-2013. Um, I just I feel I feel bad for Todd because again he came into a situation where there was just nowhere he couldn't go any higher than the guy he took over for. But when you've got guys like Peter Laviolette and Gerard, and and Gerard Gallant available, I'm sorry when when they get swept. Uh, we're recording this Monday the 17th when they get swept tomorrow because there's no fucking way the Capitals are winning Game Four. They've got they've they've gotten goals from three guys. If by some miracle they win game four, I'd actually be more angry because they're not gonna come back against a Barry Trotz team and force a game seven and, and be the eighth team ever to come back from 03. It they're not doing that. So they just need to go home, reset. Brian McClellan needs to fire this coaching staff, get on the phone to Gerard Gallant, who he's buddies with. They actually played together, I think. Uh, I could be wrong there. Or, or Laviolette. I'd take either one of them. They're both intense guys that get their teams up for it. And uh, and start trading some guys in the offseason, including Orlov. And you know what? There's, there's whispers. I'm fed up with Yevgeny Kuznetsov and his lazy attitude. This guy should be a 100-point player, and he doesn't feel like it. I'll love him forever for what he did in the playoffs that year that, that we won. $7.8 million for this for, for this type of performance where he doesn't shoot enough. He he makes bad passes. Sometimes he just completely switches off. Those are the changes that I that I would make. Get a better defenseman in there to help the young guys along as well. Um Washington, uh they just they didn't show up ready to play. They didn't show up ready to play. And uh congrats to the New York Islanders. Um, if Washington came back and won this series, I'll eat my fucking shoe live on this show. It's not, (laughs) I swear to God, it's not going to happen. Um, and it's upsetting and it it shouldn't be the situation there, but kudos to that Islanders team. Yeah. You can pick the shoe. I'll I'll eat your, I'll eat your fucking shoe. Step in dog shit right Uh, before and I'll eat it. I like, (laughs) it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Barry Trotz will not allow that to happen, and that's why the Capitals are going to lose. They were outcoached, and their 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 depth players did not show up. Um, yeah, so let, let's move on. Let's you referenced the the Columbus and Tampa series. Let's talk about you know that. Uh, that's why we have a podcast together because I was just thinking, let's go to Columbus and Tampa. Um, I don't think there's let's much to it. say here. What are your here. thoughts? Um, I think Tampa's obviously. I think Tampa's going to, obviously, they're going to take the series, I believe. Um, I, I just don't think they're going to, yeah, I think they're going to struggle. In round two. Sorry? Yeah, it, it yeah, it's hard to say Early, I, earlier I, today. Go ahead, dude. Yeah, so they they won today in OT, I believe. No, they, they won in regulation today. Okay, when did they lose? It doesn't matter. I think... I think they're going to struggle um, moving on. Um, Columbus is kind of, you know, they Columbus has taken it to them. And, you know, it even it gets harder and harder. And, you know, if they're kind of struggling with Columbus, and I'm not dissing Columbus. I mean, they upset in my Leafs. Uh, they're a very well-coached team. They're a very well-rounded team. But, um, you know, there's going to be tough tough opponents going into round two. And I, uh, I I think Tampa Bay is gonna have the work cut out, but I think um, I think they're gonna take the cake in this series. Yeah, they're up three one now. They won two one today, uh, holding off the Jackets, who actually outshot them. Yeah, I don't know. I I think uh, I think this year the Lightning were definitely um, motivated because of what happened last year. Uh, they added some gritty guys like Coleman and Goodrow uh, because they they knew that they had to kind they're of loaded. grit it up a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. They're loaded. And, uh, and like, this is all happening. Yeah. And Barkley Goodshow is one of the best players on San Jose. Absolutely. Like they were, they were guys that they identified and said, we're going to go get those guys. And remember they're doing this with Stamkos right now. And like, when he comes back, like, how's that going to like, you know, potentially push them even farther. And Vasilevsky's locked in right now. Um, yeah, it's I don't know. I feel bad for cousin Brad, obviously. I wanted the jackets to advance. 
chance, but um, the Lightning, it's, it's you know, they're, they're making a statement this year. It's not going to be fantasy, fantasy land this time around, pardon me. Um, it's, uh, it's looking like they're going to get this done in five or six. I think Columbus could probably win one more, but um, I don't think this is going seven. But you never know with torts. Um, hard to say. Let's talk a bit about uh, Boston, Carolina. Boy, of all the series so far, this one has been marred with more controversy than I think any other. Uh, Rod Brindamore getting fined after game one for uh, the comments about that Mrazic goal that um, it looked like he had it covered up and he got whacked for 25 Gs. Um, then you've got the whole Svechnikov situation and Jack Edwards, the Boston announcer, tweeting about it. It was just an idiotic tweet. I can't believe Jack did that. It's it's fine that he's such a homer and everything, and he works for the Bruins broadcast, but to tweet that out about Svechnikov getting hurt, and that was so stupid. And then you referenced this earlier, uh, Bizey, and hey, you're a goaltender. You played a really high level. You've won a lot in your career. Big Tukes. Tuka Rask is going home. Um, he announced, well, he said Friday after they lost and, and Carolina made the series 2-1. They're playing as we speak up 2-0, looking to tie the series. He said after Friday's game, uh, it doesn't feel like the playoffs. It feels like exhibition games. I'm not enjoying it. And then the next day, uh, the Bruins confirm that he's going back to Finland. He just had a baby girl. Um, also, there were rumors in the offseason that he would consider retiring after this year. Uh, one year left on his deal. There are rumors. Now, I don't know that this is true, that his father is sick. I don't know how true that is. Um, all I'll say, and uh, you know, I'd love your thoughts on it, Bizey. All I'll say is I support his decision. Like COVID, the world the way it is now, I, I, I won't fault any athlete for wanting to go home and be with their family, newborn daughter. Um, what are your thoughts on that and how it'll affect this series, though? Um. Well, I didn't know any of that because when I first – I saw his comments. I woke up in the morning and I read his comments about, you know, the fans. You know, it's kind of – there's no atmosphere in it. It's tough to play in, in a nice way, Tuka. No shit. Everyone's on the same boat as you, pal. Like, it's tough to get – you know, it's tough to get up for those games. It's tough to rally. But, you know, in another sense, everyone has to respect his – his decision because he's going home. Like you said, he had a, a baby girl. Um, my honest opinion, um, you know, I, I have goal line goalie training and I, I teach a lot of my goalies similarities to Tuka Rask. I think Tuka Rask is one of the most underrated best goalies in the league. Um, yeah. yeah, he's kind of, you know, he went through some, he went through some ups, he went through some downs, but the, you know, his Stanley Cup rings back it up. Um, he, he is, he has a great resume. Um, as a goaltender, he moves so well in the net. You know, he's always fighting through pucks. Um, his down low play is exceptional. Great, yeah. great, great goalie on his knees. Um, you know, so I, I teach a lot of my goalies, you know, some Tugler ass stuff, but, you know, in that sense, if I was a teammate and we're on the we're in the middle of the first round and and you, you know you leave you leave us. Uh, I I don't really know what to say. I mean, obviously I have to respect his opinion, but it's also like like fuck, bud. Like we're we're all in this together. You know you you know we all have kids. You know we all we're all risking something here. You know to to be with us. You know to you know to play the game we love. Um, so, you know, maybe if I was his teammate, I'd lose a little bit of respect for him, but I, I'd also respect him a lot for, you know, sticking up for what he wants. And obviously he wants to be with his team or sorry, family right now. Um, so you can't really, but did you see what the Boston GM came out and said about it? How it wasn't surprising to them at all. Yeah, and like that's the thing, like you said, it's it's a double-edged sword here, right? I mean, his teammates are going to feel, you know, okay, you know, we we lost our star goalie and and everything you said about him and his game is is right. He's one he's been one of the best starters in the league certainly over the last 3 or 4 seasons. I I, I don't think there's many goalies better at at seeing pucks through screens. Um 
But yeah, Don Sweeney basically just said like he he wasn't super surprised. And to me, all that really said was that the Bruins were aware of how he felt prior to coming to the bubble. He came anyway. And I bet Sweeney probably talked to him prior to 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 coming up to Toronto and said, listen, just come. And if you really still feel like you need to be at home, then we'll respect that and we'll let you go. Because let's be honest, they have, in my opinion, the best backup goalie in the league in Yaro Halak. And he played really well the other night. And, um, you know, the team has faith in, in, in Halak. Um, yeah, it's a tough situation. But again, there was a rumor at the start of this season uh, back you know, before COVID hit the world that he was going to retire after this year. There, there were rumors uh, or maybe next year, he's got one more year on his deal and there were rumors he was going to retire at like 35 and, and go home because of a family situation. And there were, there was speculation back in Finland uh, that his father is sick. Now, again, I can't confirm that it was an unsubstantiated report that I read from a guy uh, in Finland who blogs about hockey. That's what the rumor was. So again, it's a tough situation for Boston. They legitimately have a chance to win the cup. I still think they could with Yarrow Halak that, that decor is great. You got the best top line in the league, but it's a situation that you know, you just kind of have to throw your hands up in the air with the way the world is with COVID and say, Tuca, this sucks, but I, I respect your decision. You want to be with your little girl. I, I mean, you, you can't be mad at that. You, you just can't. You can't. Um, we'll briefly touch on um, Carolina. I think Carolina, um, they obviously have their work cut out for them with Boston, but if they get past the Bad Boston Bruins. Um, I, I legitimately think they have a shot to win this thing. Um, you know, obviously losing Shmastrakov kind of. That hurts. Um, that that hurts a lot. And, you know, with him kind of, he's unsure of coming back. I, I, I don't really, I haven't really kept up with his injury report. Um, but losing him hurts. Um, but yeah. if they can get past Bruins. Um, you know, they're up 2 nothing right now. I, I think they have an opportunity to win the right tie the series. Um, if they can get past Bruins, they're they're coming in hot. They are they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with. Um, they're they're a legit team, dude. We, like they we don't really I mean we can touch on it briefly. I, I think I think Philly um kind of laid an egg against Montreal. I think they're gonna take that series. Um but you know Credit credits to Montreal. They're playing really well. Yeah, like they they hung around in game one and then they smashed Philly in in, in game two, like and then Philly came back at them and with a tight two one win. Carter Hart bounced back after getting pulled in game two. Like that it's an interesting series. And yeah, you're right. Credit to Montreal, much much like Carolina, kind of grinding it out against a team that everybody, you know, picked to beat them. Um, and, and, you know, quickly on, on Svechnikov, Rod, the bod Brindamore said, basically he, he does not feel like he's going to be returning anytime soon. Although he hadn't seen his MRI, it was his knee, um, that everybody it's believes always, is hurt. Always, so, always, always, always testy. Yeah, definitely, definitely a tough situation for them, but you're right on Montreal's end, like whether they end up losing this in five or six or, or, you know, who the hell knows, potentially seven, um, respect to them. Like no one even thought they'd be here. Everybody said Pittsburgh would walk them in three. They, they knocked off Pittsburgh and caused them to fire their entire coaching staff, except for the head coach. And now they're, uh, they're pissing Elaine Vino off running their power play with, you know, up five, nothing, which I thought was such a, a stupid comment from Vino, but, uh, like it's the playoffs here. What are we doing? Uh, it's not tight hockey. Um, yeah, credit to Montreal. They're they are pushing back and not letting Philly have any easy ice. It's pretty impressive. I think. Um, help me out with that name. What's his name? Coaches uh, Philly. Um, say it's a tough name to say. What is it? Alain Vigno. Yeah, Alain Vigno. Um, you know he got he got the can from New York. I think he's he in my mind he's up for the uh coach of the year i i think he's kind of you know philly was in and around that bubble and then they just skyrocketed this year i mean they have a great they have a great goalie in carter hart they got a great solid defenseman 
defense core. I think one of their best trades was trading Rako Gudas for Matt Niskanen. I think that kind of helped. Yeah. Philly more than um, than Washington. You're damn um, right. Yeah. But uh, you know he's he uh, he kind of proved himself again this year. So you know I think Philly's going to take that series. Uh, moving on to the West, uh, let's hop in right to it today. I saw Nate McKinnon just pounding on Christian Fisher today. Did you see that? Yeah, that was wild. Like, like McKinnon has on. gone. He has gone to another place mentally. Like Colorado, like I, I am all in on the abs right now. I, I think they can win the Stanley cup. I really do. Uh, this kid is a freak. And, and like, it's, it's crazy to think that this is his sixth season. Uh, or is it his seventh now? I, I guess it's his sixth. He was drafted first overall in 2013. Um, Feels like his fucking 14th. I know it's unbelievable. Like the guy just keeps getting better and better. That team is stacked. They've got a great lineup, excellent young defense core. Grubauer has been solid. They've got Francis there as well. I mean, Nate McKinnon though has just gone next level. I think he's the second best player in the league behind only McDavid and the gap is pretty damn close. He might be as fast. He might, he might be faster than McDavid in full flight with the puck. He just might be. I don't, I want to see them race. race. I want to see them race a million percent. Um, He is just a freak and, and he is leading that team, man. I know Gabe Landeskog is, is the captain. He's a great leader. I mean, he sacrifices the body like few other star players and he is a star for them. Rantanen's been, been great after, after a pretty disappointing regular season. Um, He's been really solid and uh, you know that that lineup, they're so confident in that lineup now that they've actually taken Landeskog off that top line, and they've got Nemesnikov playing up there with McKinnon and Rantanen, just full speed ahead. Three guys that can just blaze down the ice. Good luck covering those guys. And then they've got Landeskog down playing on Kadri's line, and Kadri went off today. I mean, he is making Three Toronto points. look worse and worse for that Tyson Berry trade, man. Kadri went off today, and they just slammed the Yotes 7-1. Avs are up 3-1 in the series. Uh, I think that's over in five. The Yotes, they can battle, but, I mean, they just do. It's it's the same old story with the Yotes for, what, 15 years? Yeah, they're up and coming. It's it's just one of those things. they need to re-sign Taylor Hall? I think they would like to. They certainly have the cap room for it. I, I don't. Oh, I don't know, man. Like that's the thing with the flat cap now and COVID affecting the cap going up because it because it won't for at least two years now. Are teams going to be able to free up enough money to sign him away from there? He might have to stay in Arizona based simply on the fact that he might go. I want seven and a half or eight million dollars, which you could argue is probably fair for for Taylor Hall at, at the if he's healthy. Um, and he, he, like he, he turned it on toward the end of the year before it got canceled. He might have to stay in Arizona if he wants that type of money. Cause they could pay it to him. Um, I think that they should try at least, but man, they got spanked today. And I mean, no fault to Darcy Kemper. He's been unbelievable for two seasons now, but yeah. they, uh, they just don't have the scoring power to hang around with Colorado. They just don't. No, hundred percent. Um, you know, moving on, Jordan Bennington. Woof. So I'm kind of going on a rant here. Um, when you are a young goalie, you always, Jordan Bennington literally took the NHL last year in the palm of his hand and squeezed the living daylights out of it. He really he did. Dominated last year. He had a great year this year. I am a huge Jordan Bennington fan. I think he has swag on and off. Tweeting at Biba. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like this guy, he's just a kid. Right? Like he's going to have ups, he's going to have downs. That's why you have backup goalies. Jake Allen. Fucking right. He came in, 
you know, you, 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 did you play, you know, exceptionally well? No. Did you get the job done? Yes. Maybe I lifted a little bit of weight off Jordan Bennington. I think you stick with Jake Allen, Jake the Snake Allen, and I think you start um, Jordan Bennington game one if you make it on. Yeah, it's uh, like he just I don't, needs a break. He just needs a break. I don't think I like I, if anybody is being like super critical of Bennington. I don't think it's fair. Like I don't necessarily think certainly the game one loss was his fault. He was a little shaky in game two, and then they battle back when they throw Jake Allen in there. Um, and I was really happy for Jake Allen. Remember, like, just a few years ago uh, when Hitch was still coaching uh, the Blues, like, they sent this guy home. Like, they sent him home for, like, two weeks to – like, they said it was for a mental break. Like, he had a he had a really tough time and then spent some time in the minors and – couldn't get going and then they throw him in there he, like he's still a big part of that team and he played like you said I, d- I didn't think he went like you know oh three Martin Brodeur or anything no. but he played solid enough to get the win they they battle back in overtime Perron and Schwartz were just flying in game three um you gotta wonder if maybe throwing Jake the Snake in there his teammates you know maybe get a real boost from seeing him get a big win like that. If maybe this comes back to haunt Vancouver, cause they looked unbelievable in the first two games. You got to think now Stanley cup champions, big win for a guy who's had a couple tough seasons in Jake Allen. Is this the rallying cry that the cup champs need to turn it on now and battle back and win this series? Like Vancouver, they were a it's sliver away. They were a sliver away from three nothing. Now it's two one, and maybe that doubt creeps in a little bit in a young team. And the veteran Stanley Cup champs go, "Now we're firing." You know, it, it's funny you mentioned you know riding you really Jake the Snake. Are, I I don't know. It's hard to say. Vancouver's looks so good in these playoffs, and Travis Green is a really good coach. He's not going to let it get out of hand, I don't think. But you do wonder though. I mean, it's possible, right? But I, I like like what you said about um, kind of riding Jake Allen until you feel comfortable going back to Bennington. Remember a few years back, uh, I believe it was 2013 or maybe it was the 2015 run uh, when the Blackhawks uh, won their third cup. I believe it was 2015 against Nashville, I want to say. They were in a bit of trouble. They pulled Corey Crawford and threw Scott Darling in net he played two or three games, rescued that series, and then they threw Crow back in and went to the cup. And And Corey Crawford said after uh, they had won the cup, hey, if we didn't have Darling come in and take over for me when I wasn't sharp, we're not here lifting the cup. So so maybe a similar type of situation. Yeah, and that was, uh, that was a year after when Scott Darling signed the deal in Carolina. It didn't work out, did it? Yeah, the the year after that, yeah, he he signed that big deal in Carolina, and it, I mean, I I think that was the deal that ended up getting Ron Francis fired. To be perfectly yeah. honest, like, well, like you know, kind of yeah. worked out for Carolina, I guess. But anyways, um, no, I I yeah, the Blues definitely have you know the veteran presence, but um, I think Bohorvat, you know, he's he's gonna get those guys fired up. They are very young, though. Did you see um, Pedersen snipe last night? Oh my goal. god, short side. Oh my god. Dude. That was so fucking that gross. That guy is epic. He's oh. my favorite player to watch in the NHL right now. Oh, like so... he is ridiculous. Like to go to go short side like that in stride dodging around a diving defender's stick. Like the angle was so severe. There's no way you should be able to go cheddar from there. Score that oh. Where did that just go? But ding in and out quicker than he could freaking look past. That's what's crazy Anyways, about the goal, right? Um, like it's yeah, it's going to be a big series. Al, like, Allen, Allen is in, like, he, he couldn't have done anything else more right. The shot yeah. had to be literally 110% perfect, and it was. Like, there's just nothing you can do. Yeah. So, Gross. you know, I, I think it's been a very good series. I think the West has been more entertaining, uh, to be honest. Uh, I agree. Yeah, and, I agree. Um, you know, it, it's going to be a, a fun game, game four. Um, so, 
uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I, I still, you know, I, I pick Canucks in my fan or in my playoff pool, and I think they're still going to take it. Um, I do think St. Louis is going to give a run for their money. I think um, Vlad Tarasenko kind of needs to step it up a bit in my mind. Um, Just a he, touch. He's a he's a gamer. He's a gamer. And, um, you know, I think he has to be a difference maker out there. Obviously, coming back from a from an injury is tough, but, yeah. um, you know, you need those you need those guys. You know, if I was St. Louis and, you know, if I came back, I'd be pumped, you know. Um, so, he needs to come back. He needs to be better. Um, it's going to be an interesting game for him. It sure is. Um, yeah, I, I, I think the Canucks can do it. I, I picked the Blues in six. I obviously think that could happen too. I I don't know just the way the way Quinn Hughes is flying around out there. I don't know. They're kind of starting to change my mind. I like I, I still think the Blues can battle back and get this done. I'm not going to be at all shocked anymore based on how they've played. Uh, if Vancouver you know gets this done, uh, one thing that would shock me. Uh, is if Chicago figured out a way to come back and win. Uh, they got a nice win the other night there, uh, but. Man, Vegas are just so far and away. This is the most lopsided series other than the Islanders and and Capitals. Even more so than that, though. Like, I don't think Chicago has looked that great really ever. Even in the win they had, I didn't think they looked unreal. Corey Crawford looked unreal. I don't think the team did. Um, Vegas is just like, holy cow. Like, I think they, I, I picked them to meet Colorado in the conference final, and that's going to be a war. I like, I, mm-hmm. I hope that happens. I, I, I would love to see that, man. I tell you, man, Wild Bill Carlson, like Columbus making a deal in the expansion draft to, to make Vegas take him is just looking terrible. He's such a sick player, very underrated. Marcioso's flying around out there. Mark Stone is just like, that guy, yeah. I would take him on my team any day. Like he is a freak. I and he like he just comes to play every night. He, like he's just a guy you write down on the lineup card and you know he's gonna be sick. I think Jonathan Marcuso is one of the most underrated players in the league. That guy absolutely that guy is nasty. And um Vegas is so deep and they got rid of um they had David Perron at one point. Yeah, they they let him walk as a free agent after the Caps beat them, and uh, he re-signed in St. Louis, and he's been really good there, and it hasn't affected them. They made that Pacioretty deal. He's, you know, he had an injury-riddled year, and he hasn't been very good either. He got fined the other day for, I believe, a slash, which is pretty uh, off the wall for him. What's your opinion on the goaltending situation here? Like, Le- Leonard has been carrying the mail. Um, so this is, uh, this is weird. So I came home, I don't know where it was, doesn't matter, but I came home and, um, some Mark Andre Fleury net. And I was like, what in the heck is going on right now? Me not knowing that a back to back. Um, but that, uh, that's a very, very good duo. Um, yeah. my, you know, I've actually had a conversation about this with multiple people. I think, um, they're saying, listen, Flurry, you've done an exceptional job here, but we want to see what Robin can do. If I, if this guy can hold the house. And for Flurry, you know, maybe he moves, maybe he has to move, maybe he goes to Seattle, maybe they wait one more year, hang on to Flurry and re-sign Robin Leonard and have a two had a demon, but they also do have a young, um, what's his name? I guess doesn't matter, but they have a young goalie coming up. I think if Robin Leonard continues to have a good postseason, I think they're going to resign him. That's my opinion. Yeah. It's hard to say, right? Like I still think flurry, like he's they, got- they, well, they traded for him for a reason. They're not just going to trade him when they have Marc-Andre Fleury, you know, three-time, three-time cup champion or time, whatever it is. Yeah, I 
like he still got term on his deal. I think Flurry is still the man there. Um, but they acquired Leonard because Flurry was hurt throughout the year, and Leonard's proven to be a quality starter, and he's the hot hand right now. I I still believe like they're gonna ride Flurry right through to the end. He's like been the face of the franchise since Vegas came in the league. He was their first big marketable star, and he is a star, and he's an extremely likable guy. I love Mark Andre Flurry. I think he's so great for the league. Robin Leonard at the end of the year. I, I think that he probably walks because he he has proven he can be a starter. Unbelievable year with the Islanders. Then he goes to Chicago and is playing unreal. He's playing unreal here. I just think that Marc-Andre Fleury is still the guy, and uh, they probably let him walk. If they do re-sign him, it's probably a one-year deal uh, for, for lower money. And Leonard, if I'm him, I, I'm not accepting that. I'm going somewhere where they need a goalie. Um, couple teams at West could really use a goalie Edmonton and, uh, yeah, I am taking a multi-year deal to go there. Now could Edmonton afford him? I don't know, man. Like Mike Smith coming off the books, but he wasn't playing for very much. You got Koskin in at four or five. I don't know. I'm dreaming up scenarios. Um, there are teams though that could use this guy and will give him money on term. Um, not to mention the fact I think he's been great, you know, for, you know, the mental health community. Uh, he, he does lots of great work there, being very open about his own struggles. I love Robin Leonard, but uh, I just think at the end of the day, the Vegas Golden Knights love Marc-Andre Fleury more. Mm, yeah, I know. Everyone loves Fleury. Everyone. He's sick. Um, yeah, he's it's Fleury. Like, everyone loves it. Um, last one. Calgary Flames and Dallas Stars. God, has this been fun to watch. It has been fun to watch, but I think the Dallas Stars should just sweep. I, I honestly had them pinned to sweep the Flames. If I'm being completely honest, the Stars are very, very underrated. Very underrated. Because they, they don't score a lot. That's why. They don't. They don't, but like it's... Like why they have they re-signed Joe or they signed Joe Pavelski? Um, they got Radulov, Ben Sagan. Like why aren't they scoring? Um, you know it, it has been an amazing series. I, I think the Stars are going to take it. You need Big Ben back in net. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but it's been a very very entertaining um, series so far. What are your thoughts? I think Cam Talbot has kind of proven himself again. Yeah, he's been like really, really good. Um, you know, it it's gonna take uh, a really bad game to get Dave Riddick back in there. I mean, Talbot's certainly not you know anywhere near the heart of Calgary's problems, especially in the other game where you know they're they're ten seconds away from being up three one, and the Stars tie it and then win in overtime. Character when Pavelski comes through huge. Um, I think Sagan and Ben have been pretty okay. They they've been okay. It's it's Dallas's decor that's a, like Klingberg and Haskinen are just flying around out there. They're basically like a fourth forward on the ice. They're just yeah. playing rover. They're they're playing rover with everybody out there. Like those two guys are friggin' ridiculous. And Haskinen's gotten a lot of love over the last you know couple seasons coming in as a rookie and everything. And um you know you talk about the stars being underrated. How about John Klingberg? Like this guy never comes up in the conversation for top ten defensemen. He if he's not in the top ten, like he's eleven. He is damn good. I love that guy. Great, great fantasy player too. Miro Heskinen is going to be a player, uh, but they need to get you know Big Ben back in there. I mean, you know, I think Anton Hudobin's a very, very good backup, just like Halak. Yeah, you know, I think he can carry. Uh, I think he can carry the team. Um, it's just Big Ben. I mean, the guy's six seven, two hundred and fucking probably two hundred thirty pounds. I mean, this yeah. guy's a this guy can be a NBA player. Yeah, he's um, a house. So you know what I think uh, I, I do. Do you have the Dallas Stars or do you have the Flames? I actually picked the Flames in six, which could still happen. Um, again, they were ten seconds away from being up three one. Um, but again, just like I mentioned with the Vancouver series and St. Louis battling back in OT to close it to two one instead of three nothing, same deal here. 
that is a crushing loss, man. You're you're 10 seconds from being up 3-1 with a, a shred of breathing room, and then they score and beat you in overtime to tie the series. <laughs> some some teams, man, some teams that can that can take enough out of the sails where the other team just gets so much of a pep in their step and and they take over and go, you know what? I think we're in their heads a little bit now. And Matt Kachuk, you know, he uh, it, it, it's sounding like he has a concussion. And if that's the case and he's not able to play in even one of the next few games for Calgary, that is a massive loss. He's their best player. And if he can't go, geez, Dallas, Dallas might have a, a clear lane to go through Calgary to the second round here. They're not going to make it easy, obviously. But Calgary, again, though, where's Johnny Gaudreau? Where is this guy? Where... <laughs> You're asking yourself that every year when it comes to Where is he? Love the player. I love the kid. Where is the fuck he is he? Is he in Edmonton at Rogers? Like, where is he? I don't. I have no fucking idea. Like, where really is this guy? Him. He's their, you know, Matthew Kachuk is their best player all around, skill wise, offensively. Johnny Goudreau is. Yeah, and for where sure. Where is he? He I... needs to show up. You know, we can get back into the John Tavares talk about you know showing up at key moments to getting paid so much money. Johnny Goudreau needs to show up for the Calgary Flames. If Calgary Flames win this series, Johnny Goudreau is going to need six points tonight. Yeah, like he he's got to step up here. Um, I think Monahan has been okay offensively. You certainly want some more there as well. Great hair on the guy. Yeah, oh, he's got great flow, dude. Good looking kid. Um, defensively. Sam Bennett needs a lawnmower 3.0. Sam Bennett. I uh, know you let that go. Oh my God. He looks like ginger Santa Claus. It's amazing. Oh, um, man. yeah, it's, and, and you know what, man, to, to close out my thoughts on this series, super entertaining. I, I, I've loved it. Um, you know, just my last point on Johnny Gaudreau, there's been talk, you know, with the last few years, playoff failures in Calgary, early playoff failures too, that, you know, maybe it might be time to consider moving one of the two big guys, Monahan or Goodrow. Um, that's a hard move to make, but if if management feels like they can't get to that next step without shaking things up significantly, I think it's Goodrow you move. You don't move Monahan. He's a stud centerman. Um, you, you hold on to that guy, and and I think that if they lose to Dallas, or even if they lose in the second round, to be perfectly honest, I, I think it would be Goodrow that they look to move, not Sean Monahan. But I don't know. We'll see. Hey, they could still win this series. I don't know. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know, I agree with that. But I, you know, I kind of, I'm kind of rooting for Dallas. I kind, I kind of want to see. Um, I like both. I like both teams. I, I do too. I, you know, it's a Canadian team, but you know, I'm kind of, you know, I like Jamie Ben. I think he deserves it. I think he's one of the toughest mofos in the league. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. But you know, um, you know, we summed up everything like that pretty good. Um, it's going to be interesting. I mean, there's, you know, I, has there been a lot of upsets? Would you say there's been a lot of upsets? I don't think so. The Canucks, maybe. Um, maybe the Canucks, but um, I, I truly don't think there's been an upset. No, I, I don't either, dude. Like at, at this stage now, with the with, when you're into the proper playoffs, certainly there were upsets in the qualifier round. But when you're in the playoffs now, with the way the NHL is, with the salary cap, all these teams are competitive. No one's surprised by anything anymore. Certainly not this year. Like last year, Columbus over Tampa, that was shocking just because of the way it happened. Um, the way series are going right now, nothing would surprise me really other than, and no disrespect to them, other than like Chicago or Arizona battling back. That would be pretty shocking at this point. But no, I, like all these teams are competitive. One last thing for me... <laughs> 
how funny is it? Like I'm looking at the standings right now, like the stats. How hilarious is it that Connor McDavid got eliminated a week and a half ago and he's still tied for second in points with nine? Because he's caught. Sebastian yeah. Ajo took over the lead. He's got 10 points. Bo Horvat, six goals leading the playoffs. But have you seen some of his goals lately? Jesus, dude. The goal he scored in game two and then he got the OT. Like, but between the legs. Oh, dude. You know, that's like wet pudding right there. That's like chocolate pudding fresh out of the freaking fresh out of the fridge with a nice spoon wet. Like, oh. Dude, I hope after he scored that goal, he washed his hands twice. Once for COVID and once for just being filthy. That was disgusting what he did the other night. That between <laughs> the legs goal was unbelievable. There's not enough hand sanitizer in the world to clean up those filthy mitts. Ew. Yeah. Well, I love the Bo Horvat. McDavid has him a, a cottage up here in Muskoka. So, um, you know, if I... If I see him, I might say, hey, Dave, listen, listen to the pod. This is what you guys need to do in Edmonton. If you do it, you guys might have a shot next year. Yeah, ask him to come on the pod if you see him. Oh, sure. <laughs> if, we, if we got McDavid on the pod, oh, my God. We'd be an overnight sensation for we sure. Would, yeah, We would legit be an overnight sensation. Yeah, All right, we- pal, great epi. Um, every Monday, stay tuned, subscribe, uh, merch in the link below. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. We're having a lot of fun watching the games, even though my ca- my capitals are getting fucking shit pumped. But, you, you know, should, besides you that, yeah, well, yeah, I have to take solace in that, don't I? Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. We're on CastBox as well. You can find us there really easily. They've got a great app for downloading podcasts. We're on there, dude. Uh, spread the word. You can follow us on Twitter at Double Minor Pod, and we're on uh, Instagram as well, Double Minor with two R's at the end. Um, yeah, man, another great episode. I'm Ryan. He's Brock, and uh, we appreciate you guys listening to and talking about Double Minor Podcast. Enjoy all the hockey, guys. <laughs>